Hello friends, I am Sherry Fletcher, and you're listening to the Your Spiritual Game Plan podcast. This podcast is here for the defeated dreamer, the discouraged achiever, and the exhausted perfectionist in all of us. Have you ever felt like you're finally about to accomplish something that you've been waiting for and working towards, but then you get sideswiped again? Maybe your life feels like a perpetual Groundhog's Day with a sink full of dirty dishes, an unending pile of bills and laundry. You look around and you ask God, is this my purpose? Perhaps there are days, weeks, maybe months. It seems like no one can tell you've done anything when it feels like all you've done is everything. Yeah, me too. Can you sit and join me? I'd like to share why I think that is. Those phrases I used in the show's intro came from women I work with. I wrote them down when I heard them because I feel them too. People often feel relieved that someone gets it when I use those phrases in conversations. Unfortunately, too many of us get it. We have so many differences. So why do so many of us share those same feelings of defeat, discouragement, and exhaustion when it comes to our hopes and our dreams. I will make a guess based on my experience, both personally and as a mom. Many of our earliest desires or needs are based on this. And I think it was one of the first complete sentences I heard from my kids. It goes like this. I do it myself. Do you remember the first time you heard a determined toddler express their need to have control and independence this way? You probably smiled, thinking it was cute, and you released control, knowing that their struggle was necessary. The toddler quickly realizes their limitations and will usually ask for help. They've come to expect that help from you because you've been there to give it to them. As my children grew older, that stubborn streak became more determined and often defiant. It was no longer cute. It was exhausting. Because they started to expect less from me. And I often felt like they wanted less of me. As a parent, it was hard to watch the necessary struggles, but it was downright excruciating to watch the unnecessary struggles when they might have saved themselves a lot of time, energy, and discouragement if they had asked for my help or maybe even just my opinion. You can probably guess where I am going with this analogy. So many times I've been the one that has told God, I do it myself. And like my kids, he let go and he watches. 
Today is June 20th. I've been sharing with you that I'm going to be taking a sabbatical from the podcast for a while, and today I'm going to share why. To do so, I'm going to take you back uh, to the last part of 2022. By now, if you've listened, you'll know that I am a planner. And so during the last part of last year, I had been writing in my journal and praying to God for guidance about topics for the 2023 uh, podcast year. I had been setting goals for my ministry, for my writing, and a few dreams that I had. I'd even picked a word of the year, persevere. So one morning, early in December, I had been laying all things out that I thought would be a good idea and what I wanted to do. I wanted to grow the podcast and I wanted to start writing a Bible study. I wanted to do some more speaking and teaching. I wanted to host some writing retreats. And I wanted to work on a pilot workshop. I was looking at my list and an overwhelming Groundhog Day-like emotion flooded me. These are the same I wants from not only last year, but even the year before. As I read over them, I started a conversation with God. God, you know... Right when I was ready to do more speaking, COVID hit. And when I was ready to host retreats, we had to move. God, whenever I am ready to get working on that workshop or that Bible study, I get sideswiped again. Well, I guess I just need to persevere. So to clear my head, I put on my walking shoes. I called for Libby. I grabbed her leash and I set off for a walk. Now, usually on my walks, I do most of the talking and I talk to God. But that morning, I actually paused long enough for God to speak. And this time, God was a gentle father and I was that toddler. He said, Sherry, are you tired of doing it yourself yet? You sure do expect a lot from yourself. But then he asked me, what expectations do you have of me? My mind emptied. What did I expect from God regarding the calling that he gave me? I've seen God come through for me repeatedly in other areas of my life. So, Where was that strong belief and trust in him when it came to guiding me now in my ministry? I should expect, I should believe, anticipate, and imagine more from God than I do. Ephesians 3.20, it reminds us that to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. And since they're synonyms, what if I replaced the word imagine with expect? When I got home, I wrote in my journal and I changed the words. 
Now, to God, who is able to do immeasurably more than all I ask or expect, according to his power that is at work within me. I also wrote, God, I want to have holy expectations of you. And I had to ask myself, what do I expect from God? Do I expect him to approve my will, my desires, my ministry, my ideas? I had run so far ahead of God chasing my dreams while looking over my shoulder to see if he was actually following me. Oh, I I would pray and I would wonder why he wasn't keeping up with me because my dreams weren't coming into fruition fast enough. My, 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 my expectations of myself. And look where I was getting myself. Tired, comparing, trying this and trying that. Overwhelmed, discouraged, and feeling like, well, no one could tell that I'd done anything when I've been doing everything. Looking at my words, beside them I wrote, God, I expect more. I expect you. I decided to exchange my word of the year from persevere for something new. And that day, holy expectations became my new two words of the year for 2023. And I decided to do something else. Every morning, I start with surrendering. And that means without stipulations. I mean, you know what I mean here. For example, here, God, I'm going to give you all of my plans, but I need them to go this way. Or here, God, I'm going to give you my child. Please help them make these decisions. Or uh, God, I think I need to take this situation back because things are just not happening fast enough or the way I've been praying for. Or, God, I just went ahead and did a few little things because um, I needed to get them done. So if you could just bless them now. No, (laughs) I needed to lay down my prayers and my petitions. But then I wrote, I expect more from you. I believe in you more. I imagine and I anticipate your will, not mine. And now I needed to follow through and pay attention to what I expected from God. So looking at my ministry goals, I surrendered them completely. God, I expect you to tell me how to run this podcast. And God, I expect you to tell me what I need to focus on in my writing. God, I expect you to show me where I need to clear my calendar so there is time and emotional bandwidth to do your will and to be there for my family. Let me ask you, when you pray, do you have expectations of God to answer you?
what I mean is, are you watchful, anticipating his reply because you've come to believe that he will come through? Or do you pray and just keep going on, hoping that he will, but not really looking or listening or expecting it? Once I decided to have holy expectations, I knew that I needed to pay attention intentionally. I pray daily and I was asking God what his expectations were and letting him know that I expected to hear from him. One of the first areas that he brought my attention to was the podcast. Honestly, this podcast had been heavy on my heart for many months. This podcast is something that I love doing. Connecting with people whose work and ministries that I admire is so fulfilling. But I needed to ask God if it was what he expected of me. And so I asked him, God, why does this podcast keep coming up when I pray? And what direction do you want me to go? One of the reasons that I had been asking this question about working on the podcast was because I had not been getting any feedback. Getting feedback from your listeners is more important than you may realize. Let's just say you want to have a banquet and you're planning this menu and you're preparing the food and you're setting the table. And then your guests arrive and you sit them down at the beautifully decorated table and you start setting out your courses and serving them. Then in silence, they eat, they get up and leave. That is exactly what podcasting has felt like to me and why it's been weighing so heavily on my heart. I didn't have any way of knowing if what I was planning and prepping and serving was actually meeting your needs. So I asked God, I know you've called me to prepare a banquet. What do you expect me to serve? Within a few days, a listener emailed me about a solo podcast that I recorded. She asked me, how I would apply the topic of that podcast to a situation that she was facing. And then she told me that she would love to hear more solo messages from me. Reading her words meant so much. I wrote them down that they were an answer to my prayer. God expects me to share more of the message he gave me. A few days later, one of my closest friends, who's actually been a guest on the show, Pastor Jennifer Woody, sent me a Marco Polo message. Jennifer is one of my friends who knows my heart, and I pay attention when she shares her insight with me. On this Marco Polo, she confessed that she had felt led to tell me something about the podcast. I could tell she was hesitant because Marco Polo is an app where you you video self yourself talking and then you can send that through the app. So I could see her and her phone was set up on a windowsill 
So she looked like if she was talking directly at me. So clearing her throat, she said, you know, I like your podcast and I am proud of you for taking the leap of faith and starting it. And I know that you love interviewing, but I am going to challenge you with a question. Is it easier to share other people's messages than to be vulnerable and share yours? Now, since I have been asking God to let me know what he expects, I wrote her words down along with her question. Is it easier to share other people's messages than to be vulnerable and share mine? Her question made me recall the compliments I have been given by my guests, telling me that I'm a very thorough interviewer. I did spend a lot of time preparing, and yes, I did read through the books and write my own questions. I wanted to ensure that my topics and information gave you, my listener, tools for developing a spiritual game plan against the enemy. But... Taking you back to the banquet metaphor, I rarely served you the original recipe, my message. I didn't have time to work on my own recipe because I was so busy working on others. Now I realize that I have not sat down to enjoy a meal I've prepared with you and share the stories behind the recipe In other words, I haven't really been sharing much of the message that God has given me. The more I asked God what he expected and surrendered my plans, the more his words started filling up the pages of my journal. It was like he was saying, finally, here, let me show you. It'll even be better than what you've been trying so hard to do. It is now June, and my journal is filling up with expectations, but they are not of me because I don't have the ability. All he expects of me is to say, yes, God, I trust you to help me, to provide what I need for today, and of course, to surrender without stipulations. One of the things that God did make clear was that I surrender this podcast for now. He knows I love this podcast, that I love interviewing, and that I love sharing great books and truly wonderful messages. But he also showed me how the message he wants to give me has been getting buried beneath them. The best thing about podcasts is that they don't disappear. The 135 episodes that I've already done are still there for you to enjoy and to share. Another thing that would be wonderful during this time is to get to know you because you can stay in touch with me by joining my email where we can get to know each other better. I will still be writing, continuing to blog, sharing devotionals, spiritual game planning for upcoming events or strategies, and updating on the direction that God has taken this ministry. I'd love to know. Was there a favorite episode? Do you need a spiritual strategy for some aspect of your life? Head over to my website, yourspiritualgameplan.com and click join Sherry. 
and I look forward to meeting you over there. I'd also love to thank you for joining me here on this platform and for spending the last few years with me. So for today, please remember Ephesians 2.10. You are a masterpiece intentionally created in Christ to do good works. Works that you do already because God prepared them in advance for you to do. You will do these works in every role that you have. Your roles in life will change, but your purpose will not. That is eternal. And God does have a plan for you. And the enemy has a plot against those plans. So please make sure that when you go out into the world today or tomorrow, that you have a spiritual game plan. Again, thank you for joining me. Today was a tough episode to get through. I have loved every guest on this show, and I hope that you take the time to go back and listen to episodes that you may have missed or want to hear again. And I would love it if you would even share some of your favorites with your friends. Then let me know which episodes have made a difference in helping you with a spiritual strategy. Again, you can join me at yourspiritualgameplan.com and click Join Sherry at the top of the page because I do look forward to getting to know you.